episode 8 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryant and myself, Kyle Gregg. Hello listeners, so, welcome what's back. What's this week, Tom? So this week, well, I think we've got a huge amount to catch up on. We've got your big race last week after your nightmare week in Germany, which everyone's obviously delight or keen, sorry, to hear about how you got on. Um, I've been busy as well, so yeah, loads to talk about. Busy, busy, um, and we'll also do our usual uh, Scottish running news and some international news which has popped up as well in the in the last week or so. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's been great. So who are we going to start with, Tom? Tell I think us about you. Uh, I think we should. I think we should kick off with you, mate. I think the the everyone's oh. on tenor hooks to hear how you got on after you you shafted us by well you shafted us by not letting us see how you got on with your tracker. Right. Rum- well, rumors are you, you didn't right? turn it on. I I did turn it on. I'm going to say this now. I turned that tracker on, and you know what? I even turned. I even checked to see if it was still on, about 40k, and I thought, right, I'm doing really well here. I'm going to make sure my tracker's on so people know that I'm, they, they can follow me. So I was like, oh, everyone will be, they'll know what place I'm in, and they'll be, spe- they'll be kind of, my, my family, my friends will all be speaking about it, how well I'm doing. I'm tuning, I'm going nip and tuck with this guy, and I've gone the wrong way in this bar, and they'll know that I've gone the wrong way, and nah, no, none of that. Oblivious, mate. Oblivious to all. Bloody tra- the bloody tracker didn't work, but I, I swear to God, I switched that tracker on. To be fair, you have been done over by technology on the continent. Your iPhone, the tracker, the, tra- the trains. Oh, I, I'm sure there was other things as well. My cards and the hotels were, wasn't working, and I, oh, it was just... What a disaster. Yeah, I'm glad I'm... I'm glad I'm back in the sticks of Afford. I'll so, tell you that for so you're gonna you're gonna have to talk us through then the race itself and how it, uh, how it went because obviously we've got no idea how you got on and how it unfolded. So give us the lowdown. Well, okay, so it's a hundred and five k race. So I'll start a kilometer one, um, mile one. No, that doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> start at the start line. Start. No, I'm gonna start before the start line because. Um, uh, my my build up, other than the week the week of the actual race, um, was probably not the the greatest build up I've had in in a race before. Um, the, the the weeks before that, I had a great training base, everything was going smoothly. Um, but as I mentioned in in the last episode, uh, wearing a pair of flatties before you go for a hundred k run isn't a great idea, folks. So make sure that you have comfortable shoes on if you're walking about. The cities of of Europe before your race, make sure that you're comfortable. You're not on your feet for too long. Um, I w- it's amazing. I'm sure you agree, Tom. It's amazing when you when you're walking about cities and you're doing some sightseeing, you know, and in your you're in the heat. It's amazing how many miles you, you accumulate. Um, yeah, unbe- just in yeah. one day. But that's I a mean, big thing. I'll, you need to try and stop. I mean, it's uh, it's very easy just to go, as you say, to go over and cover like six to ten miles just walking. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. Like when I was reflecting, when I was speaking to Lewis, and I was, he was like, "How many miles have you done?" I was like, "One, two. Uh, I did, I did four miles probably about this morning, plus my three-mile jog. That's seven. That's just the morning, afternoon. We, we have a, we have our lunch, then we do some more walking. Oh shit, that's about fourteen miles. I've got a race <laughs> in two, three days. Meant to be tapering. And again, what I didn't realise as well, which, which is quite interesting, is Obviously, when you're walking, you're using a different, you know, it's a different movement compared to running. So you're still 
if you're not used to moving and walking as much, you, you, you should be doing that before a race. You know, I mean, obviously we, you, you'll know this, Tom. Like we've got kind of desk jobs mainly. Yeah. Um, and you're sitting down all the time, so you go on holiday and you're walking about. Your body's not going to be used to walking as much, so um, yeah, just a just a bit of a schoolboy error, I suppose. You know, it's a I've been running what for 26 years, and I, I never considered the the build up to how it was. Um, you know, the build up to <laughs> you never considered the build up to a big race as being important. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus! What an idiot. Anyway, anyway less, so, less um, at least at least there was no major issues because of that. It sounds like. Well, I mean, it, it almost um, put my me and the wife, me and my wife's um, uh, relationship in jeopardy because I was such a moody bastard. Um, so I was sulking about I've done all this training and I've just shot it away, and uh, and and then I would be positive. You know, my positive. I'm I'm quite a positive guy. I'd hope yeah, so yeah. anyway. Yeah, you are. Um, and I, I I find it so difficult after tweaking, feeling that I've tweaked my Achilles. I was walking about, you know, trying to walk to from A to B in the shortest amount of time possible. So we're taking buses, which are only a mile away, which is costing 10 bloody euros, thanks to Germany, uh, or Salzburg and wherever you are. And like, I would just walk there, but because I was so worried about my Achilles and not putting any more strain on it, um, it was it was mentally just tiring. And I was like, I was walking even on the Friday night. I, I had to stop after a mile of walking. I could feel my Achilles. I thought, yeah, and this is the opening ceremony, and I got to go on stage and as one of the top athletes, and I felt so important. It was, yeah. it was, you know, it was quite, quite nice to be recognised as one of the top, top athletes in the race, and yeah, of course, got to go on the stage and and uh, everyone claps, and you know, it's probably the closest I'll, I'll get to an Olympic opening ceremony. But hey ho, it's a, uh, it's a start. It's still, a, it's still a, it's still a massive event to go out and be, you know, be celebrated like that. It's a, yeah, it's amazing, yeah, man. Yeah. I think the dampener was because I was wasn't confident I'd be able to run the race, um, because of what happened. And the fact that I had to stop whilst walking, I thought, how on earth can I run a hundred odd k without any pain? You know, how how can my body do that if I can't even walk a mile? Um, yeah. So you know, obviously I spoke to Lewis and and he he kind of just mentioned you, know, you need to read your body when you're doing the run if it's if it does hurt after an hour or so then you need to seriously think about stopping because the last thing i want to do is to be at 50 kilometers in the middle of nowhere and you know press my sos tracker button yeah which doesn't even work by the way so you know i could have been in trouble um, yeah and you would anyways, and you can rely on tra- public transport to get back either you get shafted with that so either well, way no, you would be in trouble i had no money um there was no roads you know the just little trail tracks, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, there were some parts you were on the road, but um, but anyway. So the, the, I, I went to sleep. I had an early night um, on the Friday night after the opening ceremony. Um, we got the bus back to the hotel. Uh, got my stuff ready. Um, again, just just in a foul mood, and I just my heart sank because I just all that effort I've put in has just been pissed away. Um, but anyway, I thought right, you never know what's going to happen. I might wake up and it'll be gone. Um, but I have been, I had been sensible since the Wednesday of of the, the feeling the pain. Um, so my race started at five a five a.m. So I woke up about just after three a.m. Um, the hotel we were at, uh, all the athletes, the top athletes were there as well. So um, the hotel put on uh, breakfast for us early on. So I got went downstairs, fed, fueled up, 
um, drank lots of juice, lots of water, heaps of water actually, because it was going to be a warm day. I had to make sure that I was going to be well hydrated. Um, and then we, we kind of walked to the start of the race. Um, still felt my Achilles. Oh, God, right. I'll start and see what happens. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good build-up. It was quite eerie. It was in the it was in the main, one of the main squares in Salzburg, um, next to the Golden Bullet. That's where the start line was. Um, really quiet, I suppose, because there's people sleeping and stuff. Um, what, time was started, this? what time of the morning uh, was this? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. <laughs> That'll be why it was quiet. Aye, aye. But there was heaps of people there, mind you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so started the race. Um, you know, we got our kit checked, uh, and Debbie was Debbie was watching. The, she was filming the race, uh, and then I went off. Uh, took took my time. Um, the first kind of few miles, or first sort of 10, 15 miles, are are quite flat, to be honest. Um, and uh, and my, my Achilles, I felt my Achilles, and I thought, oh God, I'm I'm not going to manage this. There's no way I'm going to manage this. Um, and I got to I got to about the second mile. I thought, oh Christ, I'm needing a piss. So I had to go for. I went for a pee, um, and I was kind of in the second lead pack, so I was in about 20th place, 15th to 20th place. Um, stopped for a piss for about 10 seconds, um, and then I started running again. Two or three miles later. Um, I needed another pee, and it happened about two or three times in the first hour. But to be honest, like I was a bit annoyed because my, I couldn't control my bladder. But equally, I knew that I was hydrated because I was just peeing clear liquid, you know. Um, sorry for the details, but this will <laughs> hopefully help other people if they're doing a race like this. Um, but make sure it's not like a 5K or something. You don't want to be stopping for the toilet in a 5K race. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so started kept running, ran my own race, but it was it was a bit of a blessing in disguise because it did prevent me from running with the leaders and getting you know, getting kinda roped into running a quicker pace than I should for a hundred K because bear in mind I'm gonna be running for about, you know, over ten hours of running. So you, the last thing you want to do is to be running hard, uh, or running a little bit quicker than than you're used to, um for the first for the first sort of quarter of the race. Um even it's 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 really difficult to describe the pace that you run at for the for for an ultra because even on the flat I mean you're what well, I was running about seven maybe six fifty to seven minute miles on the flat which sounds you know relative to a ten k or a half marathon or a marathon it sounds really slow but when you when you bring that across ten and a half hours of running it, and on trails and and vertical climbs it's you know, my average at the end of the the, the run in total was nine nine minutes twenty per mile. So wow. it just shows you, you know, like you, you don't want to be going off at five minute miles, or, or unless you're running downhill. Even then, you probably don't want to be running so that you, speed. So um, you're running that on effort, then you're you're controlling it on an effort. You've got based on your training, you've got an idea of what effort you should be holding for that sort of duration. Yeah, well, I think um, probably the last few ultras I've been doing, I've probably been roped into. It running quicker. Um, I mean, obviously, the um, my first hundred kilometer race was the one in Tarawira, in New Zealand, which was, um, you know, again a, a real good standard of of runners. Um, Dylan Bowman, um, who, who who's a Red Bull runner, and um, you've got uh, Cody Reed uh, and a, another guy from New Zealand, Sam McCutcheon. So they're quick guys who w- went off at a blistering pace at the start, and and although I wasn't. Direct, you know, right in front of them, you know, with them, 
I was like a few seconds back, but I mean we're running like low six minute miles for for like an eight hour race, um, it, because wow. the first quarter of the race was so flat and so runnable. Obviously some of the other sections were much slower than that, but um, so and then obviously in the Highland Fling, I was looking to go for the record, so I was like right looking and again similar type of race. The first half, you know, certainly the first um. Well, yeah, almost the first half of the race is quite runnable and quite quite quick on on trail. Um, so again, I'm looking looking at going at a really fast, you know, quite a hard pace. Um, in the second half of both of those races, I, I, I imploded, exploded, you know. Whereas this one, I felt in control almost throughout the whole race. Um, and I think bearing in mind it's a hundred, you know, it was a twenty at points it was twenty eight degrees Celsius, and when you had no shade. Um and uh and yeah it was you know there was there was a lot of big in it um but yeah anyway going back to it so the first twenty miles I was I was taking my time um and then I just kept tipping people off and uh, I felt really good really confident and then I I, I couldn't feel my Achilles anymore jackpot yeah I was like hallelujah <laughs> I feel it this is brilliant. Um, I'm I'm in this race. There's no way I'm going to stop now, even if it, you know, even if it does start hurting again. Um, and and I just kept, you know, I just started gaining more more confidence. Uh, I got to probably about halfway, um, and then I asked, I got to the one of the checkpoints for the fuel station. So in the fuel stations in each, there was gels, there was uh, oranges, watermelons, um, God, there was Red Bull, there was flat coke, yeah. there was water. Um, lots of different things so you didn't have to take gels yeah. with you you could just pick them up from the stations um, but when I got to the like the halfway point um, just before we were reaching the really hilly parts of, of the race um, uh, the, the, I asked the, the, one of the guys who was filming the race um, I think it was like an Austrian TV crew or filming crew from Austria um, and he goes uh, I asked him what place am I what position am I and you're in first mate I was like they didn't say you're in first, mate. They spoke in German. <laughs> so tell me, what is that in German? So in German, how did they say it? How, how did they say it in German? Oh, don't, don't, don't test me. And <laughs> don't test me live, Tom. Jeez. Anyway, so, so I was like, I was in first. Are you shitting me? And I was like, oh, I had to put my hand over my mouth. And they're like, so. And then they interviewed me for like, whilst I was drinking my Red Bull and uh, eating my 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 watermelon and uh, was, how are you going to take the mountains of, of the race? How are you going to? What's your strategy going to be? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fucking survive this, you know. <laughs> That's what was it. That was my strategy. The second half of the race was just to survive, just to keep going and 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 hopefully just just keep plodding on and, Hang on, and we'll yeah. see see what happens. Um, but I, I was buzzing by that point because I was like, God, I never expected to be winning, you know, an ultra trail race. Aye, no doubt, yeah. Tour. So that was that was that was great, um, but uh, yeah, but obviously you know that didn't uh, maybe for about ten k, you know ten to fifteen k, I was I was in the lead for, but it was a huge climb and um, I, what I, what was interesting was because of the nature of the climb, there was a lot of the the European runners were were using poles, ah. as in like not yeah like poles, walking poles yeah walking poles and. Um, like really light lightweight ones, but just because the, the climb was so steep, I mean you couldn't you couldn't really you were quicker to to walk up it fast than you were to run up it. It was that some some of that was you know it was that steep, um, and uh, 
Yeah, so the top, the, the highest point of the climb, I was still in the lead, and then the downhill section was all the way down to the bottom, and that just absolutely killed my quads, you know. I was just like, Jesus. And that's where a couple of the guys went past me. I was in third place by that point. Um, and then, uh, which, which brings me on to my next kind of lesson, which I learned was before the race began, uh, well, before the race and my build-up, I, I was training hard running down, downhill run you know training my legs to cope with yeah. the downhills and um, even though they weren't that technical um there were still people who were running past me uh in the the runnable downhill sections which in my head that was one of my strengths but when you when you bring that over an ultra distance and run downhill at mile 40 um it's so difficult to you know, it's so difficult to judge the pace running downhill because if you run it too hard, you're just going to kill your legs. So when you get destroy too flat, your quads, the, yeah, yeah well, you're destroyed. So you you have to find that balance of of not running too hard but not running too easy that you're going to lose a lot of time. Um, so that was something which is quite, quite something I'll probably have to train more on because I think it would be a strength if I trained more for it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I trained enough to run fast downhill. Um, so if anyone is wanting to do a hill race or uh, you know, an ultra, make sure that you do include some downhill training. Um, and it's such an eccentric action um, and, and, and something which, you know, you, if your muscles aren't used to that, on the, running on the flats not going to cut it, unfortunately. Yeah. You really do have to, to, to work on running hard and then running running off that onto the flat, which whatever the course profile may be, if, or so, if it's running up, you so need to work on that. In your race then, so was it one massive, one steep massive climb or was it then a descent or was it a sort of series of ups and downs you had to negotiate? And when and when did the guys come past you? Yeah, so the, the, the biggest climb was probably about the 55, 60k park, uh, park, 50, 60k park section. Um, and yeah, that was the highest point. And then on the way down, there was another climb uh, and then another guy passed me. And then I was in, I ended up having a really bad patch about the 70 kilometer mark and uh, I was just in a mess. And I was feeling well, everything was going really well. I just, uh, you know, I think I lost a lot of confidence because a couple of people went past me and there was a brutal climb, which the guys with the, with the poles were just, they took chunks out of me. And uh, I met one of the one of the other top ultra runners in, in the UK, uh, Damien Hall. Um, who he did well. Was, oh yeah, he's he's an animal. So he's he runs for Innovate and um, really nice guy. Like he 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 actually went the wrong way for a, you know a section. I don't know how much time he lost, but um, but he he caught me up and won the one of the other big climbs. Um, and he was what a climber he was. He never had any poles and he was just flying up. Um, but he we had a chat. You know the weird thing is when you're doing an ultra, you don't really you, you know you you don't really you're not really out of breath that much. You can actually speak. It's just your muscles, which are just completely gone, you know? Um, but yeah, so he, he had a really good climb. Um, and uh, he had, he ended, he was actually 12th at the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc um, last year, uh, which is probably one of the, the top ultra races in the world. Um, albeit he's, he's, he's more suited to the long, hilly, hilly distances such as that, which is over like, what, 100 100 miles of in in um, wow. Chamonix, so, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Talented, talented guy. So it was it was quite good to be to be running with the likes of him, you know. Mm. Um, so and then there was another guy who won the race called uh, Florian, who 
his nickname's the Ultra Trail Beard. Wait till you get an, see an image of him. What? He's got a cracking beard. All these <laughs> Ultra guys. I would hope know. so. I would hope so with a nickname like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So back to the 70k mark. Wasn't having a great. It wasn't having a great run at that point. Um, and then you know, got a little bit calmer. We ended up running around this this lake. Um, and there was a, a little bit of a quicker section. Uh, and I caught up with some of the guys who did go past me. They, they weren't as quick as me on the on the flat. So so I kind of caught up with them, which is good. So it just shows you like you know my my road speed and my track workouts I was doing. Not maybe track workouts, but the the speed I, work was speed help, work, certainly yeah. helping um, compared to, I'm sure, the other guys don't do as much speed work or maybe don't have the leg turnover I do. And, you know, there's the difference between an ultra runner. Um, you can get an ultra runner who who just runs long, slow distances up and down hills and perhaps does the odd speed work or two. And you, you versus myself, who comes from that speed background, the 10Ks mm-hmm. and the hats and the, the marathons, and they have that road speed and, and they can transfer that with the combination of some hill work and ultra work and um, so it's, it's really interesting when you're doing that an ultra the, the backgrounds of different people and mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was that was pretty cool uh so yeah so i got to got to 80k 90k and I, I was in about sixth place and then i went past another guy who who hurt his knee he was struggling with his knee uh, i was in fifth place and then I got to got to the city of salzburg and i was running in the city and i had about what wow. three or four k three or four k to go and by this point the heat is just beaming down on you and you're oh the amount of sweat you lose and um you you, you know that you've lost about three or four kilograms at, at the very least in, in a race like this despite having to take water all the time and, and salts one lesson learned though is in fact this is from the last race i did was electrolyte tablets were an absolute savior combined them with um energy drinks or even just water. Um, I had, you know, the zero tablets you get. Yeah, yeah, the high uh, five ones. That's it. So I had some of them, um, and I just had them in a plastic uh, packet, uh, about fifteen of them. And every time I, I got water, I just put them in my bottle, and then that was my salts. I just kept replenishing my salts from from that, and with with some some isotonic drink, which I don't know if it did have electrolytes in it, but I, if I, I you know, personally, obviously with the, the I was really quite, um, you know, quite regimented with how I fueled and when I fueled. I mean, I always tried to have something with me and take a gel every 20 minutes, and um, and it worked really, really well. Like I've got, I don't think I could have done anything better with my fueling strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the salts, I don't. If I didn't have those salts, I think I would have cramped up, and I think I would have been in a bit of a state. So. That's something that's to play about with. I mean, I'm I'm saying these things. This is what I did, but yeah, I never had any solids or anything like that. It was all just um, all just gels and and water and, and well, energy drinks and some Red Bull and. Well, especially um, I mean, you remember you at the the Ultra World Trail last year when you were when you were first breaking a great run there and you were cramping up at the end. Was that when you came over and you did your Usain oh, Bolt right. as you as you collapsed? So the fact oh, yeah, you're doing you're doing, so you're doing a longer no, no. run now and you're not and in hotter conditions and you're not cramping yeah. up. That's uh, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I think people think, oh, you're you're from Scotland or you're from Britain. You, you, you oh, it's going to be a, it's really hot there. The Brits aren't going to perform well. What a load of rubbish! Like if you train your if you train well and you you you, you have a strategy going in, you're going to. 
you're going to just be as equal as or on par with all the other guys training the heat. Quite um, right. I, I, I think as you know, I mean, I did. I, I prepared myself well. I was in the heat. I was. We had. We're fortunate in Scotland to have warm weather. You know, I had a sauna I was training in. Um, I, you know, I, I researched what the best fuel was. You know, Lewis helped me with that. Um, so I had all these things which I trained. You know, so yeah, uh, just something to think about as well. If you're going to go and if you're going to do a big race somewhere, even if it's a 10k or a marathon, you know, try and train your body to cope with the heat. You can do it. You know, you can wear a bean. You know, not a bean bag, a bin bag, and you can go on the treadmill. You can so many different ways that you can you can train for it. But anyway, we could chat about this forever. You know, so um, I'm. God, this is probably longer than ultra race, this chat. This <laughs> right, wait, give me a minute. Well, I'm just going to take some salts now, Kyle. So I'm a wee bit, uh... Anyway, 3k to go, you're wait, saying. Talking about salts, I'm just going to crack open a, a, a fierce beer. Oh, very uh, nice. In, uh, this week's just recovery week, so I'm allowed a beer a night, Debbie says. So. Good lad. So where was that? 3k ah, to go, yeah, yeah, back in Salzburg. So, 3k to go, back in Salzburg. Absolutely buzzing. I've just, I, I've just thought I've just gone down the stairway to heaven, which is the steps uh, in Salzburg. And I, in my head, I was like, nah, I should have been running up those. But oh, that's even, that's better. That's the last, that's the last climb. No more climbs. It's all going to be flat all the way back to the finish line. <laughs> and then I'm looking and I'm running, going, I'm not feeling great. I need this. So this needs to, these, this needs to finish. Um, I'm still in fifth place, and I, I saw it. we're kind of veering to this hill. To the to the right of Salzburg, and I thought, oh no, oh, we're going up that, aren't we? And uh, and then I get to the bottom of the, the hill, and there's the, the aid station. They had Red Bull and water. It wasn't a big station. There was no gels in here. It was just like the last fuel station. Mm-hmm. And I, Tom, you know, this is gonna this is gonna sound pretty, you know, pretty not girly, but a bit wet, but. You know what it's like when you do a marathon. You can get quite emotional, can't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure we've had a tear or two in in the past in races at the end. Or, but running, running takes. You know, emotions can can get to you. Now, when I when I realised I was going to go up this hill, I absolutely I didn't bawl my, my eyes out. I wasn't crying like a baby. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God! I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> If any, That's if, what it was like. If anyone in Salzburg is listening to this and has footage of Kyle crying at the bottom of this climb like a little girl, I will pay good money to see it. Oh, you, there was a few people watching it. I'm sure they, they filmed it on this, probably on Facebook somewhere. Who knows? But and, and I was like, and I just put my head, This the guy poured my water into my bottle and and uh, and I just put my, 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 my arms on the table and I just had a little greet to myself and and then I, and then all of a sudden, right, all of a sudden, I'm like, get your shit together, Kyle. <laughs> and then that was it. I just completely changed. Like, Fucking, let's do this. You got my red bull down me, and then I just flew up that hill. I goes, no, anything can happen. In the last couple of k, anything can happen. I'm in fifth. I'm in fifth place. You never know what's going to happen. There's yeah. probably another fifteen minutes of the race. So I'm climbing up the steps, and I actually feel amazing again. I feel wow. great. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, it was really steep. Um, and it was by this point, you, you, it's that steep. You can't really run it, and if you run it, you're probably better. Just you're probably going right. to waste a lot of energy, you know. You got too much energy. Um, so I was just hauling myself up the stairs, and then I could see the guy in fourth place, 
walking like the walking dead, like going up the steps. And he he was my he was in the lead, um, like forty k thirty k before before that. So I thought you dancer, and then I was just <laughs> like, come on, give him a tap in the back and just like you know just try to boost him up. You know, even though you know by that point you're just everyone's your your friends by that point yeah. just because you you've you've gone for so long with them, you know, um. And uh, and he 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 had nothing like his eyes were glazed and he oh my he God. just had nothing left in him at all like you know and I I just flew past him um, and then I thought right I'm in fourth place now let's hold this you never know I'm he, I, before that folk were saying there's only a couple of minutes between the top three about five k ago and I I thought I was shite you know I was like nah that can't be right I'm running I'm I'm dying here. Um, so yeah, I'm like keep I keep pushing on and get to the top, and I've never ran so fast down a hill in my life, especially after 100k. Um, I just gave absolutely everything I had because I knew anything can happen now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got to the, I was, I got back into the city and I was running the last kind of half mile was all flat around the, around the streets of Salzburg and heaps of people around, but lots of marshals to show you where the finish line was, and then I. I could see the finish line, 100 meters to go, and uh, and I thought, ah, oh, yes, I've done it, you know. I'm, but I'm, and by that point, I just wanted to get over the line. I got over the line, and uh, yeah, I got the fourth place, and and I was uh, just Amazing, so happy man. with how it went. And um, I I think you know I I think the main thing for me was that I didn't know I'd be able to complete that race because of what happened before, and the fact that I completed it, the fact that I was in the lead for you know an ultra trail world tour event. Um, okay, it's not the the World Trail Champs, but it's you know it's still a decent field. Oh, of course, yeah. Good, Don't play it down, mate. It's amazing, absolutely massive well, achievement. Well, that, fourth well, place. I was, yeah, happy with that. Um, you know, fifth at Tarawira, and then fourth at the the other one, and yeah. That was, <laughs> so that that was that. Um, and yeah, the last you know the top four were eight minutes separating each other in a ten and a half hour race. So I was like, God, that's a uh, I mean, yeah, that was, that's, that that's quite close for... After 10 hours of running to only be 8 minutes, I mean, and I don't mean that as in, oh, gutted. I mean, that shows what a standard you're at, mate, to be within 8 minutes of those guys. That's that's incredible. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a fluke, eh? Ah, uh, rubbish, rubbish. That's, no, that's absolutely amazing, man. I mean, it no, sounds like, you I mean, much. you've done, uh, you've done, you've done the, the podcast proud. What a performance. Ah, uh, so apologies again for the tracking. It was, um, it was, it was certainly below par. Um, well, what was interesting, yeah, was... because the tracking was a bit, the tracking, to be quite honest, I think with yours coming up, well, not working was all a bit shit, but I went on it, it must have been about halfway through your event, and it, there was about, you were about 12th. There was a board that had you lit, written as 12th. 12th? Which obviously, which obviously was shite. I've got, I've, I'll find it on the, they put a thing on Facebook with a picture of the leaderboard and you were in 12th. And, uh, yeah, yeah honestly, so they've obviously made a rookie mistake there because you were oh, yeah. cruising at the, t- at the front there. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, what, ama- what an amazing experience it sounds like, as well as being a great result for you. Aye, well, thank you very much, yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't end there, did it? So I <laughs> no, it didn't. And, uh, you know, I, I, had a, I had a little bit of beer, you know. It wasn't even a half a pint. It was just a little, like, you know, just a nip of beer. Um just to celebrate, um, Damien Hall, he was he was second in the race, uh, so yeah, he had a great race, um, and the the winner from last year, he was in third place, and obviously I was in fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I had a drink, uh, and then I was like, right, I better go back to the hotel and get myself all washed and and changed. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I start as I was walking through the streets of Salzburg, um, 
back to the hotel, which is about a mile away. Obviously, you've just run 100k. It's quite hard to walk, you know. Um, yeah, I was started to wobble a bit. Um, and then I was like, oh, God, this isn't <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, locals were like, are you, are you okay? I didn't say, are you okay? They said it again in German, whatever that would be. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm just a little bit dizzy. And, and uh, over, as I was talking to him, I was like, ah, I'll give you a lift back to your hotel. No problem. No problems. I was like, no, that's awful nice here, but I'm okay. I'm fine. And all of a sudden, I just was like, oh, God, I'm really sick. So there was a restaurant next to me. So I went to the back of the restaurant, in the, still in the main street, really, um, just chundered, chundered it all out, chundered everything out. And and as I, I, was a, as I puked, I, I just fainted. And not I didn't faint away from my puke, did I? Fainted into it. Flying in my puke. And there's people walking past and I thought, oh my god. But luckily I had my running stuff on, you know, so I didn't look that out of place. I didn't look a, like a Jakey or anything like that, you know. <laughs> um and they, they they phoned the ambulance, the ambulance picked me up and uh, they asked me, uh, do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, Oh god, do I have to pay for this? Um so I was like, no, right, I better go. A true, a true Scotsman holiday in pretty bad shape. First thing he thinks about, am I going to pay for this medical attention? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what my insurance covered me for. I was like, oh god, this is this isn't the reasons why I should check yeah. my insurance. That's a good question. Um, I'm pretty sure your insurance doesn't, unless you've updated it. I'd be surprised if it covers a hundred mile, hundred kilometer ultra. Sorry. Oh no, I'll just say that I was uh, walking about with my running shorts on yeah. or something. That would be. I don't know. Who knows? Um. Uh, so yeah, so I, I went to the hospital and uh, they, they gave me an ECG just to check my heart um, and uh, what else did they check? My bloods. Um, obviously, just to, obviously making sure that my heart, my brain, there was no no real issues there. It was just dehydration. Um, so that was what what it was was just just over dehydrated the, the heat um, and they put me on a drip for about an hour and a half. So that that was. But I tell you, the drip the drip did a did, did the world a good um, and I was back back in the game a, a couple hours later and uh, back on my feet walking like John Wayne for a bit uh, <laughs> and, and how do that... you feel now then that's what three days later you feel right as rain or do you still feel a bit I feel, I feel not too bad I ran up the stairs today for the first time um, my quads were buckling a wee bit before but now they're great you know they're absolutely fine so so yeah so, so that's that's really it so uh, obviously uh, Debbie Debbie was doing her triathlon. She had a disappointing, um, just a, a lot of things went wrong uh, just with her bike. And um, but yeah, other you know, it's perhaps maybe just the stress of, of me as well and being up quite late and you know, two races, two races in, in a week for her and then yeah. two two a half Ironmans and uh, hauling a bike. Yeah, and she crashed as well, didn't she? She was cycling on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was. It was raining. She went along a tram, you know, a tram line. She went across that. But as the tram curves, the tram line curves, she got a wheel caught in the caught in the tram line and slipped, and that was her. Oh so yeah, just just uh, just quite unlucky for her. But oh, she'll be back again, I'm sure. So, I'm so yeah, sure, back yeah. back yeah back home yesterday and back to normal today. So there you go. Anyway, Tom, I think Very I've had. Good. I think I've just uh, spoke for the whole ten and a half hours about my, about my race. So. Well, c- quite right. Tom, this, is a, a, this is a, this is this is ultimately man, this is a running podcast, and this was your this that was your big target race for this this yeah. part of the year anyway. So yeah, yeah. so that's oh, a, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, right. That's Tom. You are now the the the, the oracle of Metro Aberdeen Running Club. 
you you are you you have done an incredible job. Um, every, every you know from what I see of this coast to coast challenge that you did in the weekend, uh, what a job, man! What a job! There's you, you know you're on you're on billboards and <laughs> back and you're going to be a, another pair of tits on on page three again, no doubt. Uh, well, Why? to be fair, we were on I think we were on page ten on Saturday actually. There's a the P and J where it got covered us, but oh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was amazing. So I, um, yeah, I'll just to recap for well, those listeners who weren't aware. Yeah, what was the coast to coast challenge? Just so what, coast to coast challenge is a it's a club challenge. We want to relay so run a relay from Aberdeen, the North Sea East Coast, to the West Coast, Fort William, uh, in a sort of yeah. non-stop relay involving as many people as we could from the club, and it was yeah, it was amazing. Uh, we had over a hundred people running it we, we did it in 25 hours and 10 minutes and you know it's, it is the single best club running experience i've ever had it was i've never really? felt i've never felt part of such an amazing sort of group of people like before it was i mean it was amazing obviously i've had weeks weekends away and race weekends away which have been great from a competitive and from a personal perspective of times that's what it's all about yeah but, yeah, but in terms of being part of something bigger than that as a club was just amazing. Um, you know, we had just to we started at five o'clock on Friday, which uh, Aberdeen, which was cool down at the prom. We got the our junior division had the baton. They dunked it in the North yeah. Sea, and they right. headed up. They headed up the. They headed up the prom. There was, <laughs> and and uh, we had um we had two minibuses on the road. So myself, uh, the club chairman Rob Taylor, and one, and we had a couple of. The old boys, uh, Jackie Stewart and Peter Jennings, another one, and we took those buses ultimately all the way to Fort William, supporting the team en route. And right. we had what was really, what was a, anyway, saw them start. What was really quite cool was we went to Duthie Park, which was the end of the first leg, and the juniors were handing over. And we had sort of the older juniors running through town in Aberdeen, so that was the the guys who were like you know fifteen, seventeen. But who, when they who got were they? who were the the juniors so, who were right? uh, shout, shout out to Nathan Tosh and Scott yeah. Cool and Kirsty Anderson, three of our up and coming juniors who had a good run. So they ran with two of the adults to Duthie Park. But what was cool is when they got en route to Duthie Park and ultimately in, in the park itself when they got off the road, all the wee juniors joined in. So at what the first it? so the first Andover point at like five thirty, they were all there waiting for them. And you've got must have been about twenty plus juniors, you know, you've got some absolute wee ones in there you know running just all in their t-shirts coast to coast uh, t-shirts yeah. and it was um uh, it was really really cool sight you know our, we've not got the biggest junior division like some clubs but to see them all together running and they were so chuffed to be part of you know a big event like that it was really yeah. cool and they, they handed over the baton and uh and then the adults took over and we had basically from there so that's a park in aberdeen from there we had a team went out. First group went out to along. Basically, we took the D side way all the way to Ballater, but that so we went firstly to Peter Cooter and then on to Bankery. What happened there? Did you not say somebody went the wrong way? Yeah. So somebody, one man who shall remain remain nameless, went the wrong manless. way. Manless. He went the wrong way. I mean, I tell you what, mate. I was quite. I was a bit concerned. Thought, oh god, if people get lost, go the wrong way. This thing could be a disaster. So I'm stood there at the first adult handover. Uh, in Mill Timber on the edge of Aberdeen and someone's gone the wrong way on what is ultimately a straight bit of tarmac I'm even 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 I'm hell. that's that, oh, that's it's, what's amazing is he, we even gave him a map for like 
Anyway. Oh, anyway, dear. but fortunately the baton made it okay to that first handover, and after that it was seamless. And what was really cool, like there was like, some of the groups, because the groups are all paired, you know, in terms of the same sort of pace, and the leg three team, you know, again, I'm going to bore listeners who are not from Aberdeen, I'm going to actually name check some folk like Alan Brown, Claire Russell, Jim McCurrick, Vic Inglis, Campbell Hayden, Graham Watson, these are people who were put together because they run the same pace, and by their own admission didn't know each other that well. And from what I understand, they all had a, they've all, they're, you know, they got on really well. They just, obviously, they run similar pace, so they're all going to go and do the dice half together. I thought, that's really cool. They all went for a awesome. pint in Bankery afterwards. And what was amazing, actually, so that, yeah. that's, the, that's when things really got going. It's about 6, 7 o'clock now in, on Friday night, and I'm on the yeah. road going to each handover. And folk are putting on live videos on Facebook as, as the event goes on. So you've that's, got this, like, oh, so you could just see, I've never seen so much content on the Metro, on our club Facebook page. It was just... Yeah inundated with videos and so we're on the bus in fact we're waiting in bankery and if we're watching on live on facebook the people who are running filming yeah. their runs you can see where they are which is really cool <laughs> that's cool yeah so ah oh, brilliant hand over bankery and you've got guys tell, like Jay- tell you there's how many clubs could would do this you know have done this sort of thing it's, it's inspiring to to sh- see a club who can bring it together without even it being a competitive nature such a social thing but to combine the to combine and to gel the, the club members together. And, and even, you know, I think the, the thing with clubs is some clubs, I think every club is guilty of it, is you don't, sometimes you don't get to know people within your club. Um, so to, to for people to get to know people within the club, within an event like this is, is great, you know. Oh, uh, totally. Because it's so like, we, there's, it's, because it's not, I mean, what, if I'm, if I speak quite honestly, last week with our club, there was a weird, a bit of a hoo-ha on Facebook with, Inclusivity complaints, blah blah blah, you know. And I, I'm, you know, as men's captain, I, you know, hear some of that. And but what I thought was in that week of that, those sort of nonsense being discussed, it just showed how how good a club we are. And I think loads of clubs could do it, and I'm sure other clubs do. do it. I know HPT do a relay, and but I think uh, I think it's it was amazing. And you got guys like James Cruikshank who we had on our on the podcast a few weeks yeah. ago. James did a leg through Bankery, led a big group through there, and he was his. You know what James is like? So many good videos and photos oh, online. Yeah. Great banter, you know, real team spirit. Really, yeah. just a great team spirit. And that route they did was lovely. Bankery through a torch. So you're oh, now in the, you're yeah. really getting into D side, and you know, and for us, we're like when it got. It's just a bat. It's just a super. We had an X leg with one of the guys in a kilt. Ali Mathers, shout out to Ali from Aberdeen. She hosted. She had a yoga class. Just before their life. Was that Steve Buckin in the kilt, was it? Steve Buckin in his kilt, yeah, running right. along the side. So, anyway, what? just amazing. We're following it. Obviously, it's June, middle of June, so it wasn't getting that dark, but ultimately it did get dark about 11-ish, 11.30 when we were in Ballater. So, we were hanging out with all the girls who were starting that leg in Ballater, all with their head torches on, and they ran along the road. Um, and then you've got then another then you've got Miles Edwards who was on before, a good friend of the show, and um, he ran with another with Cameron Strachan, the Russell's man. They ran through yeah. the Balmoral Estate at night, you know, one thirty in the morning. I mean, what an experience that must have been for them! Amazing. Yeah. You got you got um, uh, Amy Mackey from the club ran up from Braemar to uh, Mar Lodge, and then that's when me and Will Stewart uh, took over. So we we got about. Actually, truth be told, I got no sleep in Braemar. I tried to sleep for about an hour and a half, two hours in the van, but didn't. So at Mar Lodge, we ran the Laragru. So uh, from basically from just outside Braemar all the way over, it's just short of Aviemore. So over the Laragru, and what an absolutely amazing run that was. To run that, we started off, it was like twilight, but start off at 3.30 in the morning, and we didn't use lights once. 
It was just, really? I mean, it was amazing. We're running through, running through the the val, running through the sort of um, just up, you know, up the trail that follows up into the up to firstly, you know, Derry Lodge and over the Louis Burn and all that, and it's just getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And I thought it felt like about lunchtime. It was like four o'clock. We we're going over the boulder, the boulder field up there, which was yeah. uh, up at the pools of D. You know, which was another touch. touch. And we started at, started at the mouth of the D, and we got actually went to the source of the river D with this baton, the same baton carried all the way. And then oh, we really? Went, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we came came back down. So that was great. We were so we did twenty miles, about three hours seventeen, which which was cool. Coil and bridge. A group of boys took over. Um, we were, and I thought I'd be. To be honest, I thought I'd be absolutely shattered, and I was tired. But just the adrenaline just dri- drives you along. So from there on, we're following the relay all the way. You got like Fiona did a leg, um, with a couple of girls. Lo- just so many folk. Legend, Northeast legend, Metro founder Fraser Klein did a leg, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. So Fraser ran five miles from Lagan to Fairgore. So, and what was just constant was at these handover points. Everyone was coming two or three handover points before they need to be there. So you had big groups. Like we were st- this outside this hotel in uh in um Kingusi at like nine o'clock on Saturday morning, and there's about twenty five <laughs> of us just hanging about waiting for three people to finish a run. And uh, oh, it was brilliant. Anyway, we'll cut to the chase. We made it twenty five hours ten minutes, which was one hundred and eighty miles. Got to Fort yeah. William, finished, which was pretty special. Great, and we had about forty five of the club right there for we had a big celebration beers just party brilliant absolutely brilliant and i would it's uh it really it was a highlight of how many some very good people at our club who i didn't know well enough and i I know them now which is good um so yeah if you're a club runner and you're not metro and you're listening there's a challenge for you coast to coast see if you can beat our time and the number of people running and yeah, and uh, Dave Scott as well, uh, an ultra loony as well. He he did it, didn't he? He did he the did. whole thing. Well, so Dave, so kudos kudos to Dave. He tried to do the full thing. Oh, uh, he yeah. got to he got to Coil and Bridge, which is still a bloody impressive effort. Uh, and uh, yeah. so, to be fair, he did he did that. Got he started at one thirty on the Thursday, I think. So he had a, a big head start. Got to Coil and Bridge, called it day. I think quite rightly, it sounded like he was pretty uh, tired and then I was chatting to him at the end because he did the last leg as well the last 11 miles with a few of the guys like Tony McGarvin and these folk and he uh, yeah. he um, he was saying that he, a couple of times he just was so he stopped and just lay down for like half an hour and just slept <laughs> during that first run so yeah I think I think to be fair Dave's got ambitions to run the full thing um, I think uh, I think he was in the end he was just pleased to be part of what was a big club event you know yeah, it definitely. A, a and, and, you know, obviously, he, he, he was running his own leg as well. So, um, Exactly. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. I, I must say, you know, you, kudos to you, Tom, because I remember when you were going on about organising this and, um, you know, for it, to, for it to evolve as much as it has is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I know, you know, I know that everyone else in the club could, you know, are putting their hats off to you. They'll be chanting your name. They'll have your photo <laughs> under, under their pillows. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, and and most importantly, you know, not only did you raise, uh, did you did you you know gel the club even more than it already is, which it's incredible. I've never been, I don't know a club who, with so much, um, you know, so much. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Tom? Help me out here. Team spirit. Team spirit, exactly. Um, and but also you raised how many? How much of every so, everyone? Raised? So at current standings, we're six thousand four hundred. 
pounds Pound. raised for for Braemar Mountain Rescue and Gatimba Edwards, which are yeah. two two you know causes we're really pleased to be able to help. And to be honest, when I remember when I thought about this, I remember speaking to the likes of yourself. Oh, this could be quite a cool thing to do. I thought you know might, we might raise a grand, maybe two grand. But we were at four thousand pounds on Friday, and with this, it just shows this day and age. If you put out social media content, that people can see it. It was. I mean, exploding, yeah. absolutely exploding. So yeah, so yeah. six grand all in. So very cool. So yeah. um, and it's still open, isn't it? If anyone it is. It, is. it sure is. So we'll remain open this week. So if you want to jump in, go to Total Giving, search Metro Aberdeen, coast to coast. Um, yeah, but it was it was uh, yeah it was very cool. So we'll see. Uh, I look forward to the next. Well, there's a lot of people who've already been saying, "Oh, so we're doing it next year." And I'm part of me thinks, "Well, maybe we just leave it there." You know, that's a. Uh, a great event, or alternatively, do, do something yeah, well, else. That's it. Maybe another challenge of, of some, you know, a similar type of challenge. Um, I think, it, you know, sometimes when you do another one, it might dilute the event, you know, yeah. and, and and it loses its, you know, it's a legacy what you've what you've done really now for this event. Um, so yeah, I'm sure other people have ideas. What yeah, you know, what, what other challenges could be out there, which um, equally I mean, would gel the club and have that team team absolutely. commanded. I mean, what I should say is it was a huge team effort in terms of organization i mean you know there's again i'm turning this into a metro specific podcast here but i don't really care for this reason but george george proctor absolute legend drove this bus drove the bus all the way out coordinate the juniors like an absolute hero founding members you know jackie stewart peter jennings rob taylor driving buses running i mean rob taylor drove the bus for 24 hours and then ran the last then ran the penultimate leg you know in the pouring rain i mean what an absolute hero oh boy Uh, he was complaining that we were, we were trying to sleep in this bus and and uh, Braemar apparently couldn't sleep because Will Stewart's farting like a trooper and I'm snoring. <laughs> yeah. One thing we did discover there's a, there's a, if you do not use um, the, this is one comp- another company we add them to the list of EMF. Do not use the chipper in a boin. There really? was many reports of people getting the shits through the weekend by having dodgy oh, a dodgy chipper no. in a boin. Oh Jesus! Was it, was it not uh, just the running that they were doing? Maybe, well, maybe I'm big, maybe I'm harsh, but um, yeah, so yeah, loads of, I and mean, you know, we've got you know, the ladies captain uh, Jeannie Baran, she or, or, you know organised a huge amount for navigation and you know just just really positive and sport about the event. Uh, Steve Morrison doing the t-shirts. Will Stewart who ran with me and run for it as a company, massively supportive. Um, I'm going to also plug our sponsors, Bear Scotland and. Uh, Global uh, Energy Group, as well as Active Route, who all supported us. So yeah, just uh, it just shows as a running club what you can do if you just really group together, yeah. you know, pull your resources. So yeah, brilliant. yeah, well, very that, cool. It's, it doesn't it doesn't happen itself these events. So yeah, kudos exactly. to you and the, the the team for for all the work you've done. Excellent. Okay. So, Right. We've rambled on about enough about our own weekends. We should probably talk about what's happened in the rest of Scotland yeah, in the last well, well, uh, week. Well, well, Definitely, we'll we'll crank it. We'll be pretty pretty swift about this because uh, Tom's Tom's got a night out um, <laughs> during the week yeah. during the week. So so yeah, getting his priorities straight in a school night. Um, it's a leaving night, isn't it? You've got is that it right? Is, it is, yeah. So I'm. Uh, right, fair enough. The, I'll let the, you po- the, the podcast comes first. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, that's good. Good priorities first. Um, right. So yeah, so, I'll, I'll probably just start off with um, some some really sad news. Um, so we're we're chatting about um, when I. Uh, caught up with Don Ritchie uh, a couple of weeks ago at the Cornhill Highland Games. Um, unfortunately, he passed away um, last week at the at the age of 73. Um, for those who never listened to the, the episode a couple of weeks ago, um, 
Don, you know, Don was an ultra distance legend. Um, not only was he a he was a pioneer for ultra distance running um, in the seventies and eighties, and and even even as a veteran, he was still you know re- running um, competitively uh, as a, as you know in in the nineties and in in early noughties as well. Um, so yeah, so you know he's a, a an absolute legend. Um, I've I've known Don since I started running. Um, I've known of him as I started running. Uh, I didn't really get to meet him until probably in my late teens, um, and uh, and just looked up to what he did in terms of ultra running and even even marathon and all different disciplines of of running, but certainly ultra running. I remember all the Guinness Book of Records. He's he, he you know he was in those ones. You know it was just the whole you know all these ultra distances he had. He had. He had almost he had almost every single ultra distance you could you could think of, um, which was inspiring, especially a guy who's who's local from Lossiemouth, um, and uh, you know a former Forest Harrier, a former Forest Harrier at my club as well. Um, but yeah, you know, a real real shame, you know, especially at seventy three years old. But what he's achieved in in the world of running, um, and but you know, I and personally, and I think a lot of the guys from Scotland and the people who knew him in the ultra scene and not even in the ultra scene, he's he still is the best one of the best ultra runners that that uh, the world's ever seen. But just the fact that what he what he's achieved um, and when he achieved it, um, so yeah, so it, real real shame. Um, you know he's he's leaving a, a huge legacy, um, and you know he's is is uh, we're speaking about Sonny McGrath, who's his grand grandson, um, who's another top distance runner. You know he's just as a junior, he's he's now 16 years old, and he's coming through the ranks. Um, you know, and he he recently just uh, won the the Scottish Schools 3000 meters, um, and been picked for Scotland for that, and he also um was representing Scotland in the junior uh, in a race in in the continent in Europe. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, real, real shame for, for that. I mean, um, the thing about, you know, Don, you need to talk about some of his records and one thing we were discussing on the weekend, you know, we're, we've obviously run across the coast. Don Ritchie ran John O'Groats to Land's End, 846 miles. And at the time was a, was a record. I mean, the, his records and his, as you say, his legacy is just amazing. It's, it really is. It's incredible. Um, and even, you know, the hundred kilometer race he did, uh, 62.2 miles 250 laps of of the track and in six hours and 10 minutes for 100 kilometers um incredible which which is that's 559 per mile that's a 238 marathon for for, for 60 miles it's incredible absolutely incredible and in that time you know that that, that that's average so you would have been doing quicker than that or in certain part, parts of the run, um, just just an incredible guy, um, you know, and a really humbling guy. Uh, obviously, I've met him a few times. Um, you know, obviously the last time was 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 you know obviously the last quite quite sad in, in a way. Um, you know, just because I didn't know if I would, I don't often see him. Um, but yeah, he, he gave me a few tips as well, and for the, for the race in, in Mozart, uh, you know, he was. He was saying, you know, all they, all they really did was was drink coke in in their race, you know, drink flat coke, and that's what got them through the race. Um, so yeah, yeah, real shame. Um, but but hey ho, uh, art, you know, rest he, in he, peace. Yeah, he won't he won't be forgotten. That's legs. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So from a legend of old, 
who we've, we're very sad to lose. There's a, I think one of the biggest bits of news out of last week's running in Scotland was was a, a new legend coming on the scene. Certainly, um, if we talk about the Brian Goodwin 10K on Friday night with Luke Trainer running 28:32 to win it, and sure. set a course record, and I believe that's the third fastest Scottish 10K of all time, and uh, it's oh. absolutely incredible the form that this this guy's in. Um, yeah, you know, to, really good. That's incredible. You know, he's a he's a sixty-one half marathon guy, so he's 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 no um he's no slouch. That's for that's for sure. Um, twenty-eight thirty though. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time a ten k was in in Scotland was was that quick. You know, it, to to do that by himself in Scotland on a was it a Friday night the race? A Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, incredible time. Um, you know that's. Wow, wow, really, really impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you look at the results, you've got who's now becoming a regular on the show, Cal McKenzie, 30-49, which you would usually win 10Ks in Scotland with. Uh, so a great yeah, run from okay. him. A, P, a PB for Cal, let's not, let's not, you know, that's, uh, let's not overshadow him with Luke's great run. And then John Bell of Inverclyde in 31-21. So a very, very competitive um, field there Yeah, in, uh, really. in Glasgow. Yeah. And what, what about the females? Uh, Je- Jenny was was racing, yeah, was she? She was, yeah. So Jenny Bannerman, she broke her own course record, I think. Uh, I'm just looking at the results now. She was about 35 minutes. Uh, can't I see her on the results? Sorry, I beg your pardon. 35.08, yeah, for season's best. And not far behind her was, I think it was Elspeth Curran. Yeah, Elspeth Curran in 35.29 for season's best. A season best as well so um, yeah strong promises from those two and rounding out the women's podium sorry as I scroll down is Lauren Wilson 37-25 Edinburgh AC so um, you know and that's she's 63rd overall in the in the field there so I can tell you I will be going to the Brian Goodwin Memorial 10K next summer yeah it clearly yeah. produces times aye aye well yeah I'd certainly be giving that a go if I ever drop down the distance again um, moving on, <laughs> Glen Rothes 10K. Yeah, so do you know I'll speak about that because that's a, that's my local 10K actually, and I remember as a kid oh, I used to I used to run the the did a three or a four K or something there and um running that. My dad actually ran that this weekend, so shout out to my dad who ran that. How, how did your dad get on? Uh, I think he had a mixed bag actually. I think he was about 40, 46 minutes. I think um he's I probably should know that, but uh. I've got the results in front of me. I can tell you quite shortly, but well, well, a big one. I was way off. He was fifty minutes. You have no idea. Not, what he was. No. Well, I, well, I was. I was more focusing on the front because our listeners are not so impressed with my dad running. Sorry, dad. Oh, um, you never know. They might might want to know how where the genes come from. <laughs> so on the men's side, Derek Ray, uh, Scottish and British uh, Paralympian, he ran a very impressive thirty-three fifteen to win. Second was former Aberdeen runner and now Camus Lang. Ben Huckins, 34.11, and in third from PH Racing, a PB for Ryan Lafferty in 34.34. You know, it's not the quickest of courses, Glenrothes, so those are those are some pretty solid runs there. Yeah, well, congratulations. What about the females? Any, any? On the female side, I believe it was Sheena Logan, who's another shout-out to Sheena, who I was at school with. Sheena won the ladies' race in 38 minutes flat. Second was Alison McGill, Fife, 38.50. And third was Rona van Rensburg, also Fife, 39.45. So um, good to see Fife, uh, clean sweep for them, and what is a Fife race, so well done to them. 
Well done, Fifers. Good result. And uh, locally, we had the P- Peterhead 5K and the, the half marathon as well. Um, so the, 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 the it was the Mass and Glenny it was sponsored by. I don't know who, who they are. Uh, half marathon and Peterhead. And the winner was a good man, uh, Big Tom Roach uh, from Inch Trail Runners. He ran it in one hours, one hour and sixteen, which uh, yeah, which is great. Um, that's a, I think that's half his time for for the marathon, isn't it? So yeah, not I sure. Think, the... Yeah, I mean Tom's run sub seventy four this year, so it's mm-hmm. uh, I think it was quite a warm day to be fair. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, hey, hey, wins, wins a win. a win, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim Toll, good to see him back. Uh, our for our Metro boy, one uh, seventeen. So yeah, I, I haven't. I think that's the first race Jim's done for a while, is it? No, no, Jim ran both Baker Hughes 10K and the Beach 10K in Aberdeen. So he's, well, excuse uh, he's, me, Jim. Yeah, yeah Jim's, Jim's been back Jim, in action for a while now. Jim's a talented guy. Um, you know, he's 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 a, he's a vet as well. And, um, yeah, good to see him getting getting quicker again. It's brilliant. So well done, Jim. And uh, Martin Reid from Jog Scotland Contour, uh, third in one hour 22. Well done to Martin, um, Jog Scotland guy as well. That's that's 122, so certainly not a jog. So uh, yeah, congratulations to you as well, uh, Martin. And first female was Hazel Linus from our club Metro. Well done, Hazel. One hour 32. Uh, Lindsay Chapman second unattached again. Sign her up. One hour 39. And third was uh, was Claire Russell again. One of our Metro. Ladies, um, who was third in, in one hour forty one. So yeah, well done, well done, Claire, for that for that race as uh, well. And the five k, there was also a five k. Um, I actually don't have the five k results up. So I do, uh, I now. do have. I uh, I know, well, I know Cameron Strachan won the the five k in a new course record of thirty of uh, thirty of fifteen fifty. So really, uh, a really ah, good well result done. for him and. Uh, I don't have the other results in front of me, actually. I'm struggling to find them. I do, actually. I've got them. Uh, Alexander Beattie, uh, who was second in 1705. I'm not sure what, what club he runs for. And Steve Buchan uh, was third in what, uh, 1708. So, well done, Steve. Um, that's that's after his, uh, his night out in, in the coast-to-coast as well. So, good man. Great effort. Absolutely strong, strong result. And I think, actually, on the on the 5K side... On the women's results, we had a couple of the uh, Metro ladies who were running on, uh, running at the coast to coast. Also went went away and got uh, got a podium there. I think uh, I think Alison Pilchos who ran oh, one oh, of our oh, legs. Three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma Emma Sutherland was first um, Metro, well first over first female and first Metro in 1925. Hannah Morrison Metro 1929 and Alison was 2012. So. Yeah, top top three girls were the Metro. The Clean Metro sweep. Uh, yeah, great result. Domin- domination. There we go. And um, that yeah, I think that's it. That's it in Scotland, anyway. Yeah, uh, a couple of international um, new bits of news as well. We had a a one two three uh, result in an international hill race in Switzerland. Uh, first was Robbie Simpson. Our local lad, Commonwealth bronze medalist, and second was uh, again um, North North lad Andy Andy Douglas, who uh, is is building himself up for the European uh, Hill Mountain Running Championships coming up in a couple of weeks, and third was um, Jacob Aitken Atkin as well. Uh, so yeah, one two three Scots in an international race 
which mountain race, which is pretty pretty impressive. So it just shows the the quality and the depth in in Scotland and in a lot of different disciplines and and running just now. So yeah, congratulations to those guys. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, rounding rounding off the international news is one one thing which uh, I was mentioning that I, I'm looking to be. Well, well, you've got some. Inventor. You've got some. You've got some competition though, mate. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I I had this. I had this under. You know, I thought I had this uh, in the bag. Um, First Brit uh, at the Chicago Marathon. Not anymore, man. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got more father running the Chicago Marathon now. Um, so he's going to duel it up with Galen Rupp, um, who's also. Uh, uh, stated stated his intent for for doing well at Chicago as well. Um, so that's in October. Um, and also our Boston Marathon guy uh, Yuki Kawuchi, um, who from Japan. So that'll be an interesting uh, duel as well. Y- Yuki, uh, if y- y- if it, no one knows who I'm on about, um, this guy is an absolute legend. He's he from what I know, he still works full time. Um, you know, he's he's just a grafter. This this Japanese guy, um, he's he does a marathon a week, or he he does a marathon every every month at least. Anyway, um, he's he's some guy. Uh, so yeah, you need to you need to follow this guy, follow this driver, find out what he's doing because what he's doing is working. Um, sure. I, I watched. I'm sure you you did as well, Tom. Uh, Yuki went off like a bat of a hell in, in the Boston Marathon, didn't he? He did. And the commentators oh. called him out. I mean, my my highlight of the Boston Marathon oh, is, that, is yeah. the guy, the American commentator, saying he's going to have a piano on his back at mile mile fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> mile sure twenty four. There's I, no piano there. Exactly. Oh. Just mile twenty six point two. There's no piano, but there's a gold medal round his neck. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that'll oh. be very cool. I think just oh, on the be- on the Mo and Rupp thing, I think that'll be really. That'd be really interesting. We talked about that in a couple of episodes ago, and I, I thought it would be really cool to see, but I didn't think we'd see it. Um, you know, I ran Chicago last year. It's a massive Nike event. You know, it's 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 really glitzy. I'm very jealous of you guys running it again, running uh, it this year. But the, that I guess you could argue maybe it's not that surprising that Mo lines up at a big Nike event like that. Um, what are you right? What are we now? We're middle of June. So what do you think? Who you, I, I'm going to call Mo to win, right here. Oh, gee. Well, I was going to call myself, but not anymore. <laughs> you better get in the no, sauna, no, mate. No, warm in Chicago. Yes, sauna training's going to gonna. That, that's all I need to do. Just go in the sauna. That'll that'll make me run a two two or two or something. Whatever my it's going to be running. My concern about you might be you might well up with a mile to go and start greeting. Well, I might I'll sell past you. I'll dehydrate with all the tears. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, no, my I I'm gonna go for Mo. Um, you know, at, at London he, he can perform well in the heat. He was third in in London marathon. Um, you know, I know Kipchoge was running. These guys aren't, as far as I know, are, aren't running. So um, no, well Kipchoge's running Berlin. That's already been announced. Is he? Okay, right. Well, there you go. So so Mo's got a good marathon under his belt now. Um, Galen, Galen's erratic. I mean, he, personally, he's he's a bit of a wet a, a, a wet sponge. For for pulling out in Boston with with his face mask on, you know, I mean, we've all we've all been at cold cold races, but I mean, fair enough, you know, he pulled out knowing that he wasn't going to perform well, but Mo's Mo, you know Mo's Mo's got a good marathon under his belt now. He's he's got a two oh six in in the really warm conditions where a lot of the Brits and a lot of people suffered. Um, 
for him to get the bit, good conditions, uh, it's a really fast course. Paul Radcliffe got a 219, 2.17 at Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's no reason why Moe's not going to dip under 2.05, I believe. So if not... And the, I mean, there's a big history of Brits doing well at Chicago. I mean, Steve Jones, he ran a world record in Chicago. I think that's it was right. 208 or 209. Anyway, that's miles away. What have we got coming up in the near future, mate? The, there's a few upcoming races. Uh, I haven't really mentioned that many of them. Um, there's the West Highland Way race, which is uh, along well, the West Highland Way, which is how many miles? 95 miles. Um, so Rob Sinclair, he got the record last year in uh, incredible, um, I think it was 13 hours and something. Uh, and then there's also another ultra race, which is the Western States 100, which is going to be something that I'm going to be tracking. Um there's a, a Scott who's doing it, Paul Giblin, um, who's is an incredible ultra runner um, who's going to be running. Uh, he was 10th, I think he was in 9th or 10th place uh, last year, so he'll be looking to improve on that. Um, but yeah, this is probably Western States 100 is the pinnacle uh, race in, in ultra trail running, so it'll be, it'll be really good to, to see how everything gets on with that. So, Going back to the West Highland Way, though, Dave Andrews, big shout out to Dave Andrews, old man Dave, he's running. Dave's been in great form this year. He had a, a really good run at the Highland Fling. I think he was uh, he got a, a podium for Vet and also the Glen Ogle where he had a, I think he won that. So good luck to Dave who's running that and a few other metros. The other long hill race that I want to give a shout out to is the Lagru uh, this weekend. The Lagru, well technically an ultra, I think it's 27 miles, um, depending on your definition of an ultra, going from Braemar over to Aviemore, so 27 miles. A uh, friend of ours, friend of the show, Hamish Battle is one of the one of the favourites for that. So good luck to him. Be interested to see how he gets on. Um, I ran part of it obviously last week during the coast to coast. I tell you what, one thing that struck me is Murray Strain, who was the course record for it's like three hour marathon pace of that, and you're running over a boulder field. It's unbelievable. So yeah, the pace these hill runners yourself include, I guess, run at is is mental. So. Yeah, good luck to Hamish and uh, and the other local lads running that. Uh, James Cruikshank, friend, the show also was on the show. You'll remember a couple of episodes ago. So, good luck to you guys. We hope you have a good run. Is there any other any other ultra? Um... Yeah, one more one more event to talk about. We've got the World Mountain Running Long Distance Championships this weekend, which is being held in. I'm going to try and pronounce it. Carpax in Poland. Um, that's on Sunday and the good news for that is it's in the British team we've got Murray Strain we mentioned before course record holder at the Larig Gru and Georgia Tinley of H- both of them of HPT and also Charlotte Morgan from Carnetti who are all running the British team so good luck to them we look forward to hearing about their results and catching up on that uh, next week excellent so speaking of next week I think that's all we've got time for this week if you would like to get in touch with us, you can. Um, we have an email address, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can also visit and support us on Facebook, which is at Tartan Running Shorts when you search on, on Facebook. And we have a Twitter account, at Tartan Shorts. So please get in touch with us on any of those forums. Um, and we also, are we, have we got a website yet? No, we don't, but we are seeking help on that. So we have a, we have a, we have a URL or a license or domain name, whatever you want to call it. We're hoping to get a website up, but to be honest, a couple of running guys like us are not computer literate enough to set up a website. So any web companies that are listening would love to, that would like to get involved and share the share the love on here, and we can support you in turn, and um, and you can help us build a website. Please drop us a line. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to work with you. Yeah. Next week, Tom, 
we will have an interview. It's going to be a big one, so we're going to keep it under wraps. So stay tuned for next week, and we will see you all later on, and have a great week of running. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>